Baum on third and five. Wilson, boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. First down, Jets. Wilson, plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in. Touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. End over end. Barrios gets it just inside the end zone. He's got some steam. He's got a hole past the 30. Fullback is in. Fake from Wilson. Here they come. Wilson to the end zone. It is caught. Touchdown. Connor McDermott. Going airborne for the Jets. Welcome to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett and Robbie Sabo. Uh, welcome back, New York Jets fans, to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett. A Monday night after a win, a 26-21 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was Zach Wilson versus Trevor Lawrence, one versus two. And although the teams only had five wins combined going in, it was actually one of the more entertaining games of the weekend when you look at the NFL slate. And one man that was in the house who was there, who was rooting on Gang Green, was Wayne Corbett. Wayne, what was the atmosphere like? What did you think of Sunday? It was great. I just want to say happy holidays to you to start, obviously, and to everybody listening. But, yeah, went to the game with my, uh, my parents and my son, uh, just to, we haven't been in a game in a couple of weeks and tell you, it was great just to be back out there, but, um, perfect day for football. And I uh, tell you, it was exciting. You know, how Zach got things going, you know, with the long run, um, certainly how the defense started, but, uh, I'm telling you, I told you the thing that got me most excited was, um, Bears kickoff return for a touchdown. I mean, you know, Zach's run was great. We'll get into that, but you know, he's done some great things, uh, Barrios this year. Um, certainly know he is a free agent to be, and he's showing us about how valuable he's been as a receiver and returner. So it's great to see him doing well, and uh, definitely a guy I think they need to look to, uh, you know, lock up with a, with a long-term deal. Yeah, he's a guy that's been improving every day, every week, every year, and he was one of the more under-the-radar pickups Douglas had in that first season. Uh, a lot of people were surprised New England let him go. You know, he kind of fit their prototype when Brady was still there, you know, Welker and Edelman, uh, like a Randall Cobb, like slot guy. But, you know, to me, Berrios 
he's the perfect number four. I mean, he could even be a number three as a slot guy, number two, kick returner, punt returner. And as you said, 102, 101 yard kick return. I think it was the Jets' first kick return for a touchdown since 2018. He was fast too on that play. And he and he tweeted something out uh, on Monday or Sunday night, you know, kind of mocking someone. I forgot who it was saying that he's quick, but not fast. And he was clocked at going pretty at a pretty high rate of speed. So yeah, he's, he's definitely on the come up and he's, he's gaining steam in terms of popularity with the fans. Yeah. That whole quick versus fast argument. If you're quick, you're fast. Yeah. You, you would hear that too. One thing. Yeah. Not often are you going in a straight line on the field, but the fact that guys like him and myself can change direction so quickly that we get a jump on guys that have straight line speed because we're coming out of our break one, two steps, we're at full speed already. But yeah, I mean, they ain't even close to, to putting a hand on him. But, uh, you know, I watch him um, and, and the thing that I realized and, you know, you know, man, I think about, but his third down catch in the fourth quarter on that last drive, when he got that pass, I said to my son that won the game at that point, to keep the ball for a first down and continue to drive and continue to run the clock. I said that to my son, I'm like that catch just won it. And I believe that it's just little things like that might go on and notice they're thinking about the um, kickoff return, but that play was a huge play in the game and he's continued to make those plays every week. Yeah. It's one of those where he knows he's going to get hit and he right. surely got popped. It was a big catch. And on top of that, Jeff Smith had an opportunity in the first half to make a similar catch where he was going to get popped. And, you know, he was injured coming into the game and he just couldn't make the catch. So you're right. The human, the human element with emotions, that, that's a big thing for a team. Yeah. Understand this. Look at both sides of the ball. How many guys caught the ball on was a yard short, yard and a half, two yards short of the first down. He was at first down depth. All he had to do was catch it get hit and go to the ground. There's not like, you know, that's a, that's something I hate to see. Guys uh, end up a yard short, half yard short for a first down, and, and you got a punt. It's, I don't know, it's a little thing, pet peeve of mine, but, uh, you know, he got the job done. He certainly knew where he had to be, you know, the, to get the first down, and he did that. Yeah, another guy who got the first down, more than a first down, was Zach Wilson looking like, BYU product Steve Young out there, you know, pulling a Houdini out of the pocket. Uh, I think that was the first touchdown, right? Berrios was number two, but, you know, Wilson got the fans on his feet with that run. Uh, you know, what, what did you think from your angle watching that one? Yeah, it was right, right in front of me. And like I said, we saw that he um, kind of was in, uh, in some t- trouble there, but this, that escapability that he has, that's something you can't coach. You either have it or you don't. Was that sense of the pocket breaking down? And he broke out and he took off. And, you know, I'm like, all right, he's going, he's going, we're watching. And then he just did a great job of, you know, putting his right foot in the ground, turning off field. And I was like, you know, there's a difference right here. Nothing against Trevor Lawrence, but Zach put his right foot in the ground, cut it back inside and got the touchdown. Fourth quarter, last drive, Trevor Lawrence breaks it on a long run. There's not a lot of time left. He's a score touchdown. He goes out of bounds. Yeah. 6'6", 200, what, 20 pounds? Put your head down, put your shoulder into the guy who's standing still and get into the end zone. Yeah, he can do some damage, too. He, he went out of bounds, and they never scored. 
Yeah. I'm telling you, when he, uh, I said to my son, I'm like, dude, he's six, six, two something, put your shoulder down, you know, get to the wall and get in the end zone. And he went out of bounds. And that's the difference between Zach scoring and Trevor not scoring. And what's interesting is Lawrence used to do that in college too. You know, he, he had his stands. Yeah. That guy was, that guy was standing still. He, you know, he would have, Carried that guy right in the end zone. When yeah. I was glad he didn't do it, but that's the difference between what Zach did and what Trevor did. Absolutely. And Lawrence threw for, I think, close to 300 yards, 280, I think. Uh, no touchdowns, no picks. Wilson, the box score doesn't look great, but it was just a little over 100 yards passing, almost 100 yards rushing. But I told fans this on Twitter after the game. Stats, while they mean something, when you're trying to evaluate Wilson right now, they're for suckers. You can't look at the stats. What you got to look at with Wilson is that he flips his brain to the confident side and that he remains there. And what you saw from him yesterday was decisiveness. You know, a couple of times he had a free runner right up the gut. He didn't freeze. Like on the one play, Lawrence was going backwards. I don't know where he was going. And he took a sack for like 25 yards, fumbled. He was decisive, Wilson, and he broke the pocket and he did exactly what he wanted to do. He wasn't thinking out there. And that's the key with with Wilson moving forward, I believe. Yeah. I mean, he played played a great game. Like I said, statistically, I mean, you look at, you know, you're looking up at the big screen at the yardage, uh, the yardage uh, leaders for the day and you see rushing yards and you see, what is it, three for 90? And he's up there with the top running backs. I mean, that's not easy to do, man. I mean, he. You don't get lucky like that. You're good. And you maybe not like say to see the yards, but that's a win. That's what you need. That's what you drafted him for. Oh, you want to see uh, Joe Burrow throw for 100 yards. That's great. You know, Trevor threw for 300. That's great. He's got a great career coming up. But they didn't win. Zach did everything they needed to win. And what's this, three weeks now without an interception? This kid's, you know, coming around, man. I mean, we only have four wins this year, but this kid's, you know, it would be a big reason why we do have a lot of wins come uh, come next season and seasons uh, to be after that. Yeah, and you know who's looking at that uh, stat leaders for the day are the fantasy players during the game. You know, me among them. Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, there's no question about it. You, gotta, you cannot look at it. I mean, you're watching the game. You don't miss a single minute of the game, but still. Uh, and Lawrence, the one thing that concerns me about Lawrence, we won't touch on it for too long, but his release seems to be just a little long. Like guys get jumps. A lot of the DBs, they signed a safety off the street. Uh, the Jets, Parks, who did a good job. Pinnock, who's normally a corner, went to safety. He played well. He hit someone in the fourth quarter on that deep crosser uh, that dislodged the ball inside the five or seven. Uh, his release is a bit long, and, and Zach Wilson is the exact opposite. He has that quickness, and if he's decisive, he's going to be really something special, like you said. Yeah, here's the thing about Trevor. He didn't throw any passes where the DBs were driving on the ball. Right. Everything was these deep crossers or sail routes. Everything was with the receiver running away from the ball where you yep. can just lead them and they could, uh, and they made great catches, Marvin and Jones and, and Austin. And, and they were great throws. I mean, on the, you know, perfect throws, you know, except for the one the guy hit and he dropped. But there was nothing where they were like, out routes or something where, you know, it was, it was hyper, not high percentage throws, but easier throws where you could just lead the guy. Drop it in the bucket type stuff. Yeah. Where Zach Strong passes where they're driving on it, you know, in Mm -hmm. routes and slants and stuff like that. So different types of quarterbacks, but both can have successful careers. Yeah. And, you know, the game was close throughout. Uh, Riverboat Ron 
Ron Middleton is 1-0 as uh, head coach in the NFL. Went for it on fourth down a bunch of times. The fans appreciated that, there's no doubt. And, you know, the game-winning touchdown turned out to be not Jumbo Elliott, who you know well, but Connor, Mer- Connor McDermott, excuse me, who made it look graceful out there. Yeah, uh, it's funny. You know, Zach got away and threw it there. The guy made the catch. I was like, wow, that's a great catch. Mm-hmm. And um, it was funny because uh, my son's like, that was a lineman. And I didn't realize it. And I was looking, I was like, he's a hamburglar. Gloves <laughs> on that jumbo hat when he caught the, the pass in the Monday Night Miracle. But that was a great, a great catch. It was. Going back against, against the grain and, and catching the ball up and away from him. And that certainly was a big play in the game. But again, that was Zach Wilson making a play. Uh, and as far as Ron Middleton, right? The yep. Yep. Coach. I listened to him after the game. Uh, I liked everything he had to say. Um, certainly sounded like a, a head coach to me. Uh, talking about his team and he was talking about, you know, the game, uh, talking about how is a duck and how it looks calm on the surface, but underneath <laughs> you're like pedaling away. I like the analogy, mm-hmm. uh, but good for him. You know, hopefully, I know he has dreams of being a head coach one day, and maybe this is a great experience and, and step uh, first step for him. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, he did all the right moves going for fourth down when they needed to. And uh, he was a big reason with the rest of the coaching staff why they got the win yesterday. Yeah, he was really composed all week, you know, from the get go. His first presser, I think it was Wednesday. Yeah. He, he didn't try to, his quote was, I'm not going to try to reinvent the wheel. Everything's in place. Everything's right. doing good. And, and then he called a great game on the sideline too, with the timeouts at the end of the first half. So yeah, kudos to river, the new riverboat Ron and away we go. And he gave all the credit to the coaching staff. Right. And he said, he didn't say, you know, I felt like we should go for it on fourth down or I felt this or I felt that he said, this was a collective decision. You know, we got our analytics guy, you know, when to go for it, why not to go for it. And we spoke about this during the week and we we're going to be aggressive, but not, you know, um, not not stupid about it. You know what I mean? And, and that's what they did. They didn't just be aggressive, just to be aggressive. Everything was well thought out. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, I'm not going to say it was a perfect game, but really, they really didn't do any harm to themselves. There was no turnover, you know, there was no, no real place you could look back and say, oh, we should have done things differently. You know, right. I think they did things near perfect and uh, it was a great win. I mean, you know, I hear people in the stands, well, maybe Jacksonville's not trying to win because uh, uh, they want the draft pick or, you know, Jets are, uh, they're like, you think the Jets, someone said to me, you think the Jets are trying to win today? I'm like, how stupid yes. are you? Oh, like, of how stupid are you? Even last year, you think they're mad that they, they uh, won because they lost the number one pick. These guys aren't playing. They're playing for their lives here. They're playing to win. Like, bottom line, yes, the Jets were playing to win yesterday. Yes, Jacksonville was playing to win. I'm like, I hate people that talk like that. Jets were trying to win yesterday. Jags, you know, the Jets won fair and square. So, yeah. uh, you know, don't come to me and say, you know, do you think the Jets are trying to win? Yeah, yes. The Jets are trying to win every day of every week forever. So don't ever come to me and, and question that again. Yeah. It's always been bad, but it's worse now because of the NBA, you know, the NBA and NFL have been right. lumped in and then the NBA, the tanking really has significant real world uh, results. But for the it's NFL, yeah. yeah, 
In the NFL, no. I mean, people were ready to jump off a cliff at the fact that they were going to get Lawrence last year. And and where we are today, who do you want moving forward? Wilson or Lawrence? It's a close right. call based on yesterday. So, yeah. you know, you can't worry about that. There's only 17 games in an NFL season. Each game is precious. Each, each practice, each rep is precious to these guys. They're independent contractors. So never, never, never worry about that. No. I can see the way they're playing and their emotion on the sideline and the way they're warming up and everything about it. Mm -hmm. New York Jets are trying to win and they won and they've won some games they probably shouldn't have because they were playing hard and and hopefully uh, they got some tough games left and they're going to be competitive and let's just hope they can pull uh, pull one or or, or both of them out because they're going to have their hands full, but you know, why wouldn't you want to go against the best teams to see where you're at and, and hopefully end the season on a, on a great note? Yeah. And the other, the other thing from this game, too, is silver lining. It, for anyone worried about Salah and his, and his coaching ability, right. the fact that they operated so smoothly without him is not a negative. It's not a knock on Salah. That's actually a positive that he put that culture and structure in place, right. Ian Douglas, to make that work and make that possible. Think about this. When is the last time we went into the end of the year or into the off season, not even a, a whisper of, do we need a new GM? Do we need a new head coach? Do we need new coordinators? It's not happening this year. And mm-hmm. I can, I can't remember the last time where there wasn't even like, you know, the, you know, uh, speculative, you know, yep. media or, you know, People on the radio bringing up maybe we should move on a different direction. They're they're headed in the right direction. Look at the draft by Dordos. You got Zach Drone Elijah, yep. your Tucker blocking, the two Michael Cars, you know, you know, doing their thing. And Eccles, Eccles the other corner. Yeah, this was a good draft, man. It was. This was a really good draft. It was. And the first one, you know, he's getting hammered for the first one, but still you got to let it play out. You know, Becton got injured. He's a big man. He still has time to, to, to write the ship. And he was great and dominant his first year. Mims hasn't really worked out, but Hey, you know, not every guy. And I tell people this, not every draft pick is going to work out. There are great GMs in which their hit rate is one or two per draft. That's just the way it is. So Mims is in a a bust. He, He, you know, he's been hurt. He hasn't produced. Maybe he's not, you know, different, you know, in the system. But, uh, you know, Becton is going to play for 10, 12 years for the Jets. He's going to make Pro Bowls. He's going to be top-rated guys at left tackle. That guy's a stud. Mm-hmm. And like I said, look at everybody who contributed this year and young people they gave a chance to. I mean, that's a that's a good draft. And, and these guys are going to play for a long time. These aren't just flashing pain guys. These guys are – getting experience every week. And, uh, you know, I said, it, you know, when he drafted these guys, I was like, wow, these are some good picks. And in, in, in addition to that, we got two picks in the top, what, five, top seven. It was, it was, it was four and eight. And after uh, this weekend, it's four and six. They stayed at four with their own pick, but because of Seattle's loss, they went from eight to six. So it's four and six right now. Yeah, people aren't talking about that yet, but he made that move to make that possible. Yep. So they are set up nice. Yeah, four wins, great. It wasn't a great year for me. I think the four, all four of those wins were like good wins. But uh, yeah, they got two picks in the top ten because the moves he made last year, and so you know I got to hand it to him. I'm I'm glad we have him. 
Yeah, yeah, me too. He, he's made all the right moves. He knows the salary cap and he knows personnel. I mean, yeah. he was a former player. You know, he played on the offensive line. Uh, I think it was Richmond in college. And he just, he, he understands the type of football player that it takes to, to build a culture. Right. When you look at it, how many, you know, openings and, you know, places they need to fill the roster, you know, you know, empty spots where you didn't have a guy, you didn't have a competition. He filled those spots this year. Yeah. O-line was deep. Receiver was deep. Yeah. There's, I mean, listen, they still have some needs at some positions, but they filled some spots. You know, last year was like, wow, what do we draft? We need everything. Well, we don't need everything next year. You know, I like to say we're set at running back. Right. With um, with Carter and, and Coleman and Johnson. And I like to say we're set at quarterback. And we got a backup in Mike White. You know what I mean? We got mm-hmm. some guys on our line. I mean, we got some young DBs. I'm um, not sure what's going to happen with Marcus May, but Dave, you know, and Quincy, you know, they bring in Quincy, Quinnin's doing great. Quincy Williams, they bring in. So going into this next draft, you know, they could focus on their their big needs, not just every spot they they uh, had open last year. Yep. And, and their first five picks are all going to be impact guys, you know, in the first three rounds. So. It's it's all set up. I know this year, like you said, was a tough one for fans, but it really is set up. And when things have been bad for so long, it does take time. You know, sometimes you can turn it around in one year. You know, most times you can't. It's more than just personnel. And that's the key that he knows it's more than just personnel. Yeah. Listen, if you're a Jeff fan that was there yesterday and that place was not very full. Right. I mean, I actually saw towards the fourth quarter when the game's still in doubt, looking up in the um the upper section, there was actually in the corners, there were some sections that had not one fan in it. And I've never yeah. seen that. I've never <laughs> seen that in the coldest games with snow or this or that, how bad a team was. There was nobody there, but the people were there were loud. How this could be and on their feet. On those, you know, Zach's run and Braxton's run, and just at the end of the game, when the game was in doubt, when they're inside the five on the one yard line, yeah, that person was loud. And whoever came out, I mean, I don't know it's tough to do after Christmas. Whoever came out to cheer for that team yesterday got their money's worth. Yeah, you're 100 right. I was they deserve credit because I was there too, and it got loud in that last sequence, even though the building was not full at all. And what did you think about that last sequence, by the way, you know, Mosley, we thought Mosley was going to pick it off end the game. He was distraught. He couldn't believe it. I didn't even notice the Jags receiver caught it right on the goal line. So I see him hurrying up and, you know, the clock's ticking down 14, 13, 12, and he spikes it on third down. I mean, that's pretty much all they could do right there. Right. I mean, if you try to, a quick goal line fade, you run the risk of running it all the way down. You can't sneak it because if you don't get in, the game's over. You think uh, Lawrence and the Jags played it right there? Yeah, I mean, if you get a sack there, it's over. It takes like 15, 16 seconds to run a normal play and get back on the ball and spike it. Obviously, they had less of that, but they had less to run. You know, for the one-yard line play would be a lot quicker. But, um, yeah, (laughs) and then we get the flag on fourth down, and I'm like – no way. I'm like, no way are we going to get this again. Mm-hmm. You know, they've had bad penalties and they're not good penalties where they, I, mean, I think they made a bad call early in the year. But I saw the flag. I'm like, there's no way they're going to get the redo or down. And I thought they were going to have two shots from the one right there. So I didn't think, I didn't know what happened. And then I see one of the dead uh, Jets defenders waving. It was Wait. on them. 
Yeah. And I was like, what happened? And then, um, you know, they, 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 you know, said first down going the other way for us. And, uh, you know, like you said, it was a little more of a relation for, for the fans knowing yeah. it's never easy, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> they won the game and walking out and everybody was smiling. And that's what I love to see for uh, Jeff fans. Yeah, it was illegal procedure. And normally I don't miss those illegal procedures, especially with motion. You know, the two, they weren't set before the last guy in motion to go. Yeah. Uh, but I missed it completely because of the moment. So, yeah. you know, credit, credit the officials. I know they're not going to miss it, but still credit them. Um, but yeah, good ending. E- even though Mosley was distraught, they got it done. And uh, the Jets fans who were there could go home happy. And Tom Brady is incoming. Is it Brady? Is it the Bucks this weekend? I believe so. I'm having a brain freeze all of a sudden, but yeah, Brady probably for the last time ever. Yeah. Brady at one o'clock, you know, if it, obviously Tampa's tough, but it should be interesting to see Wilson versus Brady and then away we go. Yeah. Tough, tough to team to, to, to play, but um, hopefully it's freezing. I hope it's cold as can be. I was going to say when you get a Florida team coming up, Brady's been in the worst weather ever. I don't know if the rest of the team, yeah. but it, it's going to be tough. You know, I'm just hoping they go out there and, and compete and keep it close. And you never know if you're close in the fourth quarter, anything could happen. But you saw what uh, the Saints did to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they shut them out. So anything's possible. I was going to crack a joke saying, uh, let's get the old man Brady up in the cold weather. You know, here I am with gray hair, old myself. But so I can't really say that. Yeah, I was talking to someone. Someone the week before was, you know, betting the. Saints betting, uh, betting to the Tampa game, whatever. They're like, listen, mm-hmm. all you got is hit, hit Brady early, and he's not the same. Hit, hit him early. I'm like, this guy won how many Super Bowls? Has thrown more yards? More? I'm like, listen, you can't shake this dude, man. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? They, they make it sound so easy. Yeah, yeah just hit him. Just hit him. And so try to rattle him. Yeah, but uh, and hopefully we do that. But uh, if you could just. Get him, uh, you know, off, if you can come up to up to the middle yeah. and, and get him off his spot. Yeah, you can make him do some some bad throws. But uh, I have no problem and, and no confidence can be that our defense could slow them down. And I'm confident in, in the offense that they could score. But they need a lot of breaks to go their way to beat them. But like I said, they beat some teams this year that might not have the one in the past. So it's not the same old Jets right now. They're definitely a different kind of team. Yeah. And they have a chance because their middle, their interior of the D line is, is stout. Quinn and Williams, Rankins could rush the passer. I mean, who's going to play? That's the question. That's the other thing we haven't touched on. We'll do it. Real quick. No one played for the Jets and they still came away with the victory. Jags are banged up too, but not nearly as much so as the Jets. Right. So, you know, we'll see. Come up the middle on Brady. Uh, see how Wilson plays. If he continues that confidence, that's really what you want. Want to see this Sunday. And uh, we'll see how, how they finish. Yeah. So, like I said, exciting game yesterday to be at. Just want to wish everybody a happy new year. You know, we'll get right back on this, uh, you know, Monday. Hopefully, uh, you know, as happy as we are right now. But uh, happy holidays, everybody. Great to be back at it uh, with you with the podcast and, and great stuff going forward. Yep. I hope you had a good holiday with the uh, family this past weekend and uh, fans. We, we are going to be, we'll be making an announcement soon. We're going to be doing a Q and a with Wayne once a month over zoom for subscribers. 
in a way where you could specifically subscribe for the Wayne Q&A. So there'll be an announcement to come. Uh, follow Wayne's Twitter feed, my Twitter feed, JetSex Factor. You'll get the info soon. Uh, as soon as it comes out, you'll know. Uh, but yes, happy holidays. Uh, Wayne, any final last words here? No. Like you said, everybody was there yesterday. You know, great game. I'm glad uh, glad everybody saw it. Where it was home ruin. Uh, I hope we get out to this Tampa game, and it's going to be great and exciting. And enjoy this week with the win. And like I said, healthy and happy holidays uh, for everybody. And uh, looking forward to next week. That's right. The last time, in all probability, Jets versus Brady. So don't miss it. Until next time, this has been the Underdog Jets Podcast. 